Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Stand if you are able for the reading of the gospel. The first is Matthew 5, verses 1 and 2. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. And then from Matthew seven twenty four through 29. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams warmed up, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash, like that. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. Amen. You know, as we lead into this series uh, and we read the scripture that we have today, I'm reminded of so many of the wonderful songs that uh, Act of Grace has shared with us. Uh, but we didn't read the Beatitudes, but we ran th- reread the very beginning of the Beatitudes that Jesus taught up on the mountain. Uh, so this is kind of this idea of that we're talking about the teachings of Jesus and the message that Jesus brought uh, throughout his teachings. And so here we enter into this. And so as we enter, I ask that you would pray with me. Gracious and almighty God, God, I ask that, uh, that the words that I speak would no longer be my own. God, that they would be your words for your people, your message for your people. God, all this I ask in your son's name. Amen. So in case you have missed uh, the past couple of weeks, and or maybe you're a guest here this morning, uh, we're in the middle of this worship series following along with Adam Hamilton's book, The Way, Walking in the Footsteps of Jesus. And so during our study times, uh, we're looking at historical, archaeological, and geographical facts and how they impact our understanding of well-known scripture passages. Our small groups are discussing these, and you can find all kinds of days and times in your, in your bulletin or on the, uh, actually in the app on the group page in the church app. There's the, the home page, uh, and you can actually go to the connect button, which is all the way on the bottom. Uh, there's a little image with about three different people on it. It says connect. You can go there, uh, and that will take you to the way. Uh, where you can do that. Or you can even join the online conversation found in the messaging portion of our app that I talked about last week. And if you need help in those areas, please reach out to me so that I can help you get connected through the church app. Because I hope that you're taking advantage of all of these different learning opportunities. But if you haven't, it's not too late to join. 
You can join right in anytime you want. So here in our worship series, we're taking a little different approach. Uh, We are still covering the same topics that are in those small groups, but we're asking a simple yet challenging question each week. And that question is this, how does this speak to us about living a more Christ-like life? How does what we're studying help us to live like Christ? So as a review, our first week we talked about Jesus' baptism and temptation, and that with our baptism we're initiated into Christ's holy church, and we're given new life in Christ. And that we have taken vows, as we did that week, to not only grow in our faith, but to help others in their journey as part of this congregation. We also recognize that, that temptations come at us from every side. But with our knowledge of Scripture and our relationship with Jesus Christ, we can respond to those temptations in the right way. And last week, we learned that to be more Christ-like, we should show compassion and love and value to others. We should also try to allow, uh, we should allow God to use us in his healing ministry. We should become instruments of healing, of God's healing so maybe I should ask you a question. Were you able to be someone's stretcher bearer last week? Were you able to do something for someone to, to bring them into the very presence of Jesus Christ? To bring some healing? I hope so. So here we are at week three where we focus on Jesus' teaching, his proclaiming the kingdom, but also his relationship with mountains. So I encourage you to, uh, to have your, uh, your bulletins handy. You've, you've got your compass guides with your questions and, and spaces uh, or questions to reflect on. Uh, you also have a space to take notes. And for all of you worshiping online, I hope that you have, uh, have a space that you can also take notes on and to, uh, and to be able to write down those nudges from the Spirit today uh, as we reflect on all of what is being said. So maybe you just want to write down the main points today. Now, I've been doing this each and every week, so here they come again. Here's what I want you to take away from today. If we were to live a more Christ-like life, we need to do two things, and here they are. One, regularly retreat to a quiet place for study, prayer, and connection with God. Do you have that place? Do you have a space in your life that you can do that? Talk a little more about that. Uh, But then the second one, participate in the kingdom of God. Yes, we are called to participate in the kingdom. Now, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the first point because we talked a a bit about that last week, but it's important of it that we still need to look at it. I mean, of course, you could always revisit any of these messages on our YouTube channel or on the Journey of Hope app. They're all there. Go back and, and revisit one of those. Uh, But you see, Jesus spent a lot of time on mountains, as did some of the Old Testament characters, right? Moses uh, encountered God in a burning bush on the mountain. Elijah encountered God in the silence on the mountain. These are times of reflection, of prayer, and the presence, the very real presence of God. Jesus would regularly escape up the mountain to spend some time praying and encountering his father. 
In the middle of his whirlwind ministry, he would pause and get away for a little recharging. He would travel up into the mountain and also find a quiet time by the Sea of Galilee. Have you had those moments? In the mountains, on a lake, by the ocean, where you have encountered God in your life. Where do you go to recharge? Where have those moments been for you? What places do you find that help you, that fill you up so that you can be the person that God has called you to be? Many times for me, it's been finding myself on a lake with a fishing pole in my hand. There's something special about early mornings, still waters, and the repetitive nature of casting a line into the water even if there's not a fish on the other end. But I will always remember one summer. I was able to spend a little time with my aunt and uncle out in Denver, and they decided that they were going to take me backpacking in the Arapaho Peaks mountain range. We assembled our backpacks, filled them with all the supplies and the, and the camping gear that we needed as we were going to spend the night on the trail. We pulled up to the trailhead, strapped on our gear onto our backs, and began our five-plus-mile hike into the mountains. We traveled up and down hills and valleys, across timber, traversed a few mountain streams, and then climbed what seemed to be like a never-ending hill. I remember the sun being out. Blue skies as we made our way to our destination. We crested this ridge line, and I think that there's that image for you there. Uh, this is not the exact location, but I will tell you that this is actually the Arapaho Peaks. That is Lone Eagle Peak uh, that is shown there. Uh, and this is the, the mountain range that we're hiking into. But I, we crossed this ridge line, and I looked down upon what looked like a mirror reflecting the mountaintops all the way around. The lake was like glass. Snow from the mountain peaks came down to meet the lake, and when I approached the shore, I could, I could see that the water was crystal clear. I could see everything in that lake. I remember taking some time after we unloaded everything and just sitting on a rock by the shoreline and reflecting on where I was, how I got there, and how awesome of a creator God is. Peace is what I remember. There was no one else at, at this place. At that moment, there were no sounds, just peace, calm, stillness, and silence. And I thought, as I remembered Elijah and his mountain experience, that this is a place where God will speak to me. Even though I was exhausted from the mountain hike, spiritually, I was revived. I felt like my batteries had just been supercharged. I was like Peter during Jesus' transfiguration when he said that it was good to be here. Let's not leave. My aunt and uncle had to remind me that we only have rations for so many days. <laughs> we had to leave. Have you been there? Not to my mountaintop, but to yours? Have you been to that place? That place where you felt peace? I mean, I'm sure that we can all remember a time when, when you felt that way. When you felt so close to God that you didn't want to leave. 
But then the other question comes, when was the last time you were there? When was the last time you felt that close to God? And if it's been too long, I encourage you, make plans. Make plans to go, and go soon. So after Jesus rests, prays, and recharges, he goes back to his teaching. He goes back to proclaiming the kingdom. He does so from the very beginning. You see, we find it in Mark 1, verse 15. And that verse just says, the, king, the time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Now let me reiterate a couple of things. I believe that the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is both here and now as well as in the future when Christ will come again in glory with the recreation of this earth. It is not just the place we go to after we die. Scripture is full of imagery of this earth being recreated at the end of the age. What we know here and now will change as it is recreated into the place that it was designed to be, God's kingdom. So what does the kingdom of God look like? What does it actually look like? Is it streets of gold, walls of jasper? Is it angels and feathers and cherubim and all of that? Jesus gives us five attributes which we find in Luke 4, 18 through 19, which in a text he is quoting Isaiah. And here's the passage. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's the kingdom. That is the kingdom. Good news to the poor, liberty to the captives, sight for the blind, liberty for the oppressed, the year of the Lord's favor. These are attributes and signs that the kingdom of Jesus, that actually this is the sign that of uh, the kingdom that Jesus is proclaiming. The kingdom has come near. It's come near. It's come right here. The kingdom that we are looking forward to. God's kingdom. So if this is what the kingdom looks like, how do we participate in it? How does the knowledge of this help us to become more Christ-like in our lives? John Wesley had a, has a rule. Some of you may remember, and uh, I wonder if J.J. remembers us talking about this at one point. Uh, and here is the rule. I think I've got, yeah. Do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. That is John Wesley's view of this, of how do, how do we participate and, and live into the kingdom. This rule can certainly help in the attributes of the kingdom of God, helping the poor and the less fortunate, freeing those who are in chains of addiction, of oppression, of abuse, or even loneliness. We're helping those so that they can also live in the kingdom of God. Sharing the Word of God. 
The gospel message with others, removing their spiritual blindness, brings the kingdom even closer for them. This is what Jesus is doing. And this is what he is calling us to do as well. This is participating in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom is not abstract and well off in the future. The kingdom is right here, right now. The kingdom is here and it is there ahead of us. It is near and far. It is already and not yet. But this is what we pray for. This is what we hope for. This is what we strive for every time we share together that wonderful prayer, the Lord's Prayer. With this prayer, we ask not to escape this world, not to just be transported to heaven, but for us to be part of God's plan to transform the world. Our mission statement here at Journey of Hope even proclaims it. We are to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Not just the transformation of heaven, because frankly, I'm not sure that we have that much power, but we can influence and transform this world by our actions, by our words, by our prayers, and by our love. The kingdom of God is for all people. Regardless of where they live, what country they belong to, Jesus Christ begins his ministry, the ministry of bringing the kingdom of God near, bringing the kingdom of God close, bringing the kingdom right here. But right here meant more than just right here. So I ask you this morning, are you ready for the kingdom of God to come near, to come close, to come right here And if you are, do you know what that will require? Because it's going to require us to be the church that Jesus Christ calls us to be. Open, welcoming, caring, nurturing, supporting, inviting to be the body of Christ. Helping to restore relationships with Christ. Helping to bring the kingdom of God near and participating in that kingdom. This message is not just for those of us inside this building or worshiping with us online here this morning. This message is for all people, regardless of what they look like, how they act, where they were born, how much money they have or don't have, what color skin they have. All people. And maybe that catches us off guard a little bit today. I hope and pray that it doesn't. But if it does, be aware that this is what Jesus Christ is calling us to be. We are not to be focused on ourselves, on the the daily things of the church. We are to be in mission, making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, the entire world. And this requires us to be outside of these walls, reaching those who need to hear the gospel message, those who need to know that they are loved, those who need to know that they are wanted, those who are poor, the captive, the blind, the oppressed. Those who are lonely, the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the ones in pain, the ones who are giving up, the ones who feel left behind or abandoned, the ones who've never met Jesus Christ, or even the ones who've rejected him over and over again. It is for all of these that Jesus needs us 
to go into the world and seek them out. Speaking truth into their lives. Showing them that we care. That we love. And that Jesus loves them too. Then we can say that we are participating in the kingdom of God. And how do we do that? Remember the two that I told you about earlier. Regularly meeting... uh, Retreating to a quiet place for study and prayer and connection with God and participating in that kingdom of God. So, retreat. Find those places where you can rest and recharge. Find the place where you can spend time connecting with God. Even if it's just your 15 minutes. How's your 15 minutes going? Be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can fully participate in God's kingdom. Take the time so that you gain the strength, the knowledge, the wisdom, and the guidance to do all that God is asking you to do. Because each one of us has a special gift that God is asking us to use. And we are to be open and welcoming to give of yourself and your resources, your spiritual gifts. Be a vessel for God to use in bringing his kingdom near. And also, don't forget to participate in this kingdom. We can do this many ways, including offering these words, remember, our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. This is what Jesus did. And so as we look to become more Christ-like, we should do the same. Will you pray with me? Loving God, God, sometimes you challenge us. Many times you challenge us. But God, speak those words directly to our heart that we should retreat, that we should find those times where we can really reconnect with you, that we could be filled with your Holy Spirit so that we can then in turn pour that out for all of those around us. And God, help us to see glimpses of your kingdom here and help us to participate in it. May we truly be agents of change and transformation in this world. God, all this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. May we be reminded that this is not our world, that this is God's world. As we sang earlier that this isn't my Father's world, let us now talk about what the kingdom looks like in this world, and let's proclaim it with this song. Let there be peace on earth. The peace that God asks us to take with us out into the world is the peace that helps transform this world. Uh, I love just hearing your voices, uh, including all of you worshiping online. I love hearing your voices too because I feel them uh, as we join together. And so maybe you join with me. Let peace begin with me. Let this be the moment now. With every step I take, let this be my solemn vow to take.
also for you, Ron. All right, as we get ready to go forth from this place, go forth knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.